you're not hungover on sugar this morning. Good morning. Because I know you've been eating all your kids' candy. Good morning. Admit it. That's right, children. I want to... Listening, your parents ate your candy last night (laughs) while you were sleeping. You have just ruined the drive to school for so many families. Just keeping them honest. Like there's an argument ensuing at least one right now. Way to go, Your name is Billy. (laughs) Your mom ate your candy last night. Um, All Billies get upset. I want to know how many parents out there pulled the prank on their kids, though. How many? He, yeah, he still does that every year, doesn't he? Jimmy Kimmel does Even that Even if thing. he doesn't do it every year, we should do it every year. That's I really so think mean. I might do it to my kids That's this so year. Mean. Well, I, I feel like they're it. all three old enough at this point to where they'll have very different reactions, but yeah. nobody will be totally devastated. <laughs> I can see Mila being the really sweet one that's like, it's okay. Yeah, don't you remember? There was one that like uh-huh. Jimmy Kimmel like, oh, that's okay. That's okay. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be Mila. She'd I'm going to go bummed, eat broccoli but, now. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. She'll, what her new thing now is, I won't judge you. <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> that's what she's I won't judge you. That is a judgment right there, <laughs> Mila. Uh, coming All up right. on today's show. Holy up your social media. What? You can finally kiss dating hello again and onion or not onion. What? But first, today is November 1st and we got some holidays to celebrate, don't we, Mo? We do. You know, Matt, I don't know what it is, but I really like November. I do. I don't know. You don't know why? I don't know why. It's not that I like Thanksgiving, really. I mean, I enjoy Thanksgiving, but that's not why. <laughs> I mean, I love Thanksgiving, but... But it's just something about the month of November. It's like... Is it the anticipation? Of... Knowing that big things are coming and this is your last maybe piece to enjoy the season before maybe. the craziness Maybe. It really hits. feels like fall. Yeah. You it's know? It's cooler, it... but not freezing. Yeah. And you don't have the hecticness of the Christmas season mm-hmm. hitting just yet, or most of the month. Yeah, I can get that. I can get that. So I feel like November first. Like it's like a tranquil day. It is. A tranquil month. November first, in and of itself, should be its own holiday. November Day. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the month of November. What? <laughs> isn't? Wouldn't it technically? Isn't it technically? Well, yeah. We're celebrating November 1st. Here it is. But that's not really celebrating. That's like... I celebrate every day, Mo. Okay. Anyway. I'm living my best life now. Okay. Shame Mo Day was Tuesday. It's not Thursday. All right? You got to wait another week to get there. Goodness. All right. Today is All Saints Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What we exactly all the is All Saints Day? Well, it was like we talked about yesterday. It was it was a day it originally set up to celebrate basically all the Catholic saints mm-hmm. uh, to to honor them and, and their death and everything that they've done. Um, but it's in the Protestant churches, you know, Protestant side of things, uh, Baptists and whatnot. It's if if we celebrate it, it's to celebrate all dead believers. You know, all 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 the the saints of God that have passed on to celebrate their life and what they uh, accomplished and what they've done for us and their lasting legacies that God used to put a ripple in a pond and send it all the way down the line to us today. Ta-da. So without being too depressing, it's a good day to, for my family specifically, it's a good day to remember my mother-in-law because she passed away October 31st, two years ago. So then today is November 1st. Right. The woman of faith that, faith that she was and knowing without a doubt where she is now. <laughs> Boom, son. In the Oaks home, it's going to be Julie Remembrance Day. <laughs> it's all Grandma Day. No, her name was Betty. That's what they called her. All Betty's her. Day. All, her name was Julie, but they called her Betty. This is weird. I don't want to keep talking about <laughs> okay. it. Okay. <laughs> it's National Authors Day. I wrote a book. You did write a it's book, so it's your day, Matt. Please don't side hug me. It's your day. Does it count as a book if you just collect all the tweets you wrote and put it in a book? Hey, you took time and effort. I did, and it took a lot of and time. And brain power. It took so much time. To figure out which ones needed to go in which chapter. And I wrote and... all of them. 
I wrote exactly. all the tweets. Exactly. I mean, just I mean it's it, not a story. I mean, at this point, book, if anyone right? was to write a biography about their life, all that they're doing is taking all their Facebook posts and Absolutely. putting them in a book. So, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, mm. I like this day. I actually really love this day, which means it's an Italian food day of some sort. <laughs> National Calzone Day. Yay. Calzone. Calzone. Yep. Is it wrong to say that my favorite calzone was the pizzone from Pizza Hut when they used to have it? That's not a calzone. Because they were great. It was a calzone. It was technically a calzone. What? They took a piece of pizza and flipped it over? No. It had its own crust. It had the <laughs> toppings on the inside. It was scored and seasoned and all this kind of stuff. And it was great. And then they stopped making it. Mm. <laughs> like everything Snappy tomatoes calzones are. They're all right. They're good. I get the spinach and mushroom calzone. Ugh. Oh, it's so good. I still stick to pepperoni and bacon and stuff like that. It's like a Hot Pocket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's your point? <laughs> hot pocket. It's only a calzone if it's got spinach in it. Uh, there's a hot pocket with spinach in it. I'm pretty sure. Um, National Family Literacy Day. Mm. So read a book. To your whole family? Please don't side hug me. <laughs> hey, that's a good friendly. one to pass around because there's a bunch of one-liners. Not the one that you took in the bathroom, though. Why not? So buy two copies. <laughs> <laughs> one to keep in the bathroom, <laughs> one to use for family devotionals at night. <laughs> um, you know, though, I do really like this because they do at like elementary schools, the Literacy Day pumpkins, where they have the kids decorate a pumpkin as their favorite book character. And then they give out prizes. For... I didn't know that was a thing. That's cool. Yeah. You've never seen that? Uh-uh. Yep. Mila has done Merida from Brave. Which is always fun because it's just a whole lot of... I don't know. Of... I don't know why. I thought you said Medea. <laughs> I'm like, Tyler goodness, Perry. that's quite an ambitious pumpkin. <laughs> Tyler Perry on a pumpkin. You know, it's all right. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And lastly, there's a lot of holidays today. It's National Men Make Dinner Day. I read it backwards. <laughs> make Men said, Dinner. Make Men Dinner Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get in that kitchen. Yeah, get in that kitchen, Matt. <laughs> um, but so I the one day your men have to make dinner. No, okay, but here's my thing. Yeah. What if the men, the man in your house, typically makes the dinners? <laughs> I hope it's just one man. <laughs> what if all the men in your house? Well, <sighs> what does that mean? I have to make the dinner tonight. Uh. Wait. What? Say, say the question again. If typically every oh, 364 days oh. of the year, no. if he normally makes the this dinner. This is just the only day that he has to. Oh, okay. He doesn't get an excuse if he wants one. All right, I'm good with that then. <laughs> you hear that, Chris? No, you don't hear that because you don't listen. Because <laughs> you don't listen. <laughs> you never listen to me. <gasps> Today's show is sponsored by Please Don't Side Hug Me, the best of Back Row Baptist. Full. Of over 3,000 one-liners about church culture and Christian life. It's a perfect gift to chuckle your way to any churchgoer's heart. It's available in paperback for just ten ninety nine, And on Kindle, too, for seven ninety nine. But come on, you want that paperback. You want that paperback. You want the paperback, 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 paperback. paperback, paperback. <laughs> All right, we're going to play Onion. Or not Onion. We normally play this on Wednesday, but since yesterday was Halloween, we had a special show. We've got it today, and I'm excited. We got some wacky stories today, Mo. Wacky? I tried these out on Deidre the other night, and uh, she got them all wrong. Really? So here we go. Man, well, I did far worse last week than I have in weeks past, so. All right, let's try it. Which one of these two headlines is real, and which one is from The Onion? So you're going to pick out the real one. Got it. Got it. Buzz Aldrin recalls how easy it was to get to the moon. Or, Kansas City police need your help tracking down large inflatable colon. Ew. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go with the inflatable colon. Yep. That's the right one. If you've spotted any giant colons around the Kansas City area in the past few days, police would like to hear from you. (laughs) 
As the Wichita Eagle reports, an inflatable model of the large intestine has been stolen from the University of Kansas Cancer Center, and now law enforcement officials are on the hunt for the bowel bandit. (laughs) The colon is the property of the Colon Cancer Coalition, an organization that promotes awareness of colorectal cancer. As people walk through the colon, it depicts the progression of cancer through its various stages. That is so disgusting. (laughs) Highlighting the importance of regular screenings. Colon cancer is a tough subject for many to talk about, and this giant 150-pound, 10-foot-long inflatable colon is a great conversation starter. John Ashcroft, D.O. Surgical Oncologist at the University of Cancer, Kansas Cancer Center, said in a statement, the coalition lends uh, the educational tool to events around the Midwest, and it was set to be featured in a walk-run in Kansas City, Missouri's Swope Park before it was stolen the night of Friday, October 19th. The colon was last seen in the bed of a pickup truck parked in the Brookside area of Kansas City. The police are calling on the public to share any potential leads. Prop is valued at $4,000. You know, it says that it's a great conversation starter. I feel like they're using <laughs> great pretty loosely here. <laughs> Quote, unquote, great. Yeah, no. <laughs> Make colon great again? No. Hey. Have you noticed the, uh, have you seen the memes online about people pointing out on Twitter when, uh, whenever someone accidentally writes or spells colon when they mean to be writing cologne no so it's like i always love the smell of my boyfriend's colon <laughs> oh my gosh uh, i sprayed colon on me <laughs> sprayed on my colon so that reminds me of another meme that i just saw this past week yeah it said as i watch this next generation rewrite their own history i'm sure of one thing or i'm sure of two things it will be Spelled incorrectly and will have no punctuation. <laughs> Truth. It true is that. so true. All right. Two more headlines. Tell me which one's a real one. Okay. Egyptian conser- con- I did this last time too. Egyptian conservationists fight to protect dwindling mummy population. Okay. Or Titanic 2 will set sail in 2020 following the same route as the original. I feel like I heard something about Titanic 2. I'm going with Titanic 2. Stop it! They can't hear my answers. How rude. Yes, it's Titanic 2. Fans of the Titanic will be pleased to know that a replica of the 1912's unsinkable ship will be setting sail in 2020. Titanic 2 will be setting off on a two-week voyage from Dubai to Southampton before going on to the United States of America and sailing to New York, following the same route as its ill-fated namesake. It will also be classed as a luxurious ship, just like the original, and will have the same cabin layout, although it will include 21st century technology. Just to recap, the original Titanic sank in April of 1912, just four days after it set sail, killing more than 1,500 people. <laughs> it was a huge shock at the time, primarily because the ship had been consistently referred to as unsinkable in the lead up to the voyage, which begs the question, should we really be creating a replica which appears to be exactly the same as the one which sank more than 100 years ago? That was kind of my thought. <laughs> Titanic 2 was first announced in 2012, but due to financial difficulties, fabrication was postponed until now. There's still an air of superstition surrounding the ship, with uh, people on Twitter commenting that it'd be a hard pass on sailing around the replica in case it's a repeat of last time. Uh, people are questioning whether the ship is tempting fate by returning or retracing the exact same route, calling into question whether a different direction should be taken. However, chairman of Blue Star Lines, Clive Palmer, has assured people that more than 100 years on, the ship is much safer, a much safer vessel than its namesake was, stating that modern safety procedures and 21st century technology will be integrated within the ship. So all should be fine. Yeah. Should be. Interesting thing. Even though Titanic sank, had it uh, been you know pulled out or whatever... And still used again, mm-hmm. uh, it would still maintain its unsinkable classification because it's a it was a legal classification, not just a flippant title. Really? So it could still call itself an unsinkable ship. <laughs> huh. well. All right, here we go. Uh, last two headlines. Tell me which one's the real one. Got it. 
Chinese citizens kind of grateful not to have all access to all of the internet. Full access to all the internet, sorry. Or Vatican launches Pokemon Go-like game where you collect Catholic saints. This might be the hardest one yet. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Pokemon Go. Wow, clean sweep. Oh, what? You got them all right. Yes. Pokemon Go has been copied in the past, but never quite like this. JC Go is a saintly version of Pogo devised by the Vatican, which tasks you with collecting famous religious figure- figures to join your evangelization team. That's how it's called. Okay. Uh, Italian newspaper, uh, whatever. <laughs> this Italian newspaper reported. Uh, whatever. Corri della Seria. That's the newspaper. I want to see it when you're all done. I'll do it. Oh, yeah. It's not on your thing, is it? C O R R I E R E della Sera. Corriere della Sera. Has reported. Anyway, you build up a Sunday school of saints and other biblical characters by going out and about. You'll find them hanging around your neighborhood because where else would they be? Uh, Don't try to attack them, though. Your biblical bros will be added to your team if you simply answer some of their questions. Otherwise, you can trundle around picking up items which allow you to eat, drink, and pray to top off your in-game levels for each stat. One interesting feature allows you to donate to charity via the app and receive in-game funds at the same time. So when you actually download to a real charity with real money, you get the same amount of in-game money. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Heavenly, even. Right. Uh, so strange. This is such a strange venture for the Vatican to take, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> that's all the news. You got three out of three. I'm proud of myself. That was really good. I'm disappointed in my wife now who got three out of three wrong. I'm kind of proud of the Vatican. <laughs> I got to tell you that. Like, yeah. I think this is a really good way for them to reach this generation. <clears throat> and to get them into Vatican City to see <laughs> the history that's there. Like, well, you can do it here. I mean, you can't really do it here because it's in another language, but I'm sorry. You can't see Vatican City from here. What are you talking about? Like, to walk around Vatican City while playing this their Pokemon Go game, for them to see the history that's at Vatican City while they're walking around playing. Oh, so you're just it saying for not... Vatican City people yeah. who live there. I thought you yeah. meant... For us to see Vatican City by playing this game. No, that's not what I mean. I got you. My mistake. Good night. Jeez. Get it together, (laughs) Matt. (laughs) It's Throwback Thursday. We are playing all classic hits from 95 to 2005 uh, from every genre. We've added a whole lot this past week. So uh, buckle up. When we come back, holy up your social media. (laughs) Stick around. Thursday. Thursday. Today's show is brought to you by Please Don't Side Hug Me, the best of Macro Baptist. Put down the phone and instead bring this book into the bathroom with you. Perfect reading material made of paper. In case of an emergency, well, there's a few extra pages in there just for you. <laughs> Visit macroradio.com, click on our store, or go to Amazon and search for Please Don't Side Hug Me. Hey, Mo. Hey, Matt. My brain is feeling a little empty. Oh, And I sorry. think it needs to be filled with some facts. Okay, I guess I can help you. I guess. How kind of you. Even though you're kind of a punk, but whatever. <laughs> okay, number one. <laughs> a study has revealed that the more time a person spends using a smartphone, the more likely that person is to be depressed. 
So, Mo, <laughs> we need to talk. Are you okay? I'm good. <laughs> All is good in the hood. Okay. But I can see that. Absolutely. Because like, it's an escape in itself. Yeah. Diving into my own little world over here, away from the reality around me. Yeah, I get it. And I feel like it has opened up the doors for, you know, comparison mm-hmm. and People only post the best of their life on social media, but if you're constantly seeing the best of their life, then you begin to think that their life is nothing but good, and then... Start thinking, why isn't my life this good? Right? So, I get it. You know, there's a new update, though, to the iPhone that tells you at the end of every day how much screen time you've had, and it kind of is the suckiest update that (laughs) has ever happened. I think you told us about that last week. Yeah. Okay, well, I couldn't remember, so I'm telling you again, (laughs) I still stand firm that I think it sucks. How did you spend eight hours on Facebook? (laughs) Yeah, I did. I do remember telling you. Okay, number two. Attractive defendants are less likely to be convicted. If they're found guilty, they receive lower sentences than normal-looking people. (laughs) True story. What's normal? I am normal. Um, so if you're normal, what am I? <laughs> Guess I'm ugly. Guess I'm going for life. Whatever. Going to jail to life. 25 to life. Have you... For being ugly. Did you watch the first season of Making a Murderer on Netflix? I've watched no seasons of Making a Murderer. Okay, so there's now two seasons. Okay. And you should watch them. They okay. are good. But you will lose all hope in our judicial system. Well, that happened a long time ago. It (laughs) sucks. But I can, like, the guy, the main guy, the main guy who they are convinced is the murderer is not the most attractive person in the world. Okay, number three. The giant, yep, the giant African land snail can weigh up to two pounds. Have you seen photos of that thing? No. It's like the size of a cat gigantic really yeah it just i find it very funny like i realize that we're talking about a snail yeah but i find it funny to say something is giant and it weighs two pounds (laughs) oh goodness yep it's all jelly it's all all jelly yeah i guess it is all jelly and slime and whatever that is okay Mm. the name wendy was made up for the book peter pan that's cool it is cool, considering one of my closest friends is Wendy. Matt, are you falling asleep? <laughs> I'm really concerned for you right now. I'm pretty tired. <laughs> it's been a long week, Mo. <laughs> I'm really worried. Uh, just taking a micro nap while you're reading the facts. Just A micro nap. <laughs> it's funny because it's just a short nap, but he's laying on his microphone. So it's a micro nap. <laughs> I really was. It wasn't because what you're saying is boring. It's like, this is such a comfortable, cold microphone. I just look over and Matt's eyes are closed and his mouth is wide open. Drool's starting to come out a little bit. Pardon me, I'm back. Mm. All right, last one. The 57 on Heinz ketchup bottles represents the number of varieties of pickles the company once had. I knew this, actually. You knew that? I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Yep, I knew that. I knew that the 57 on the Heinz ketchup bottle was where you were supposed to tap your knife. Yep. To get that stuff to come out. Yep. That I red stuff. Have you done that, though? No. Because it doesn't really work. I stick, I jab my knife up in, into it. <laughs> drag all that ketchup out <laughs> like I'm murdering somebody. Yeah! <laughs> That's how Matt gets his anger out. <laughs> I've had a really rough day. Somebody get me a bottle of ketchup, please. Uh, all right. Nine ways to make social media more Christian in your life. Here we go. I can figure out a better title. Holy up your social media. Holy Number up. one, treat people on social media like actual people. What? Because they are. I would have never thought of this. <laughs> but we do tend to get into that habit of just thinking everybody as 
mm-hmm. facade, an online facade. Absolutely. We don't treat them like people that have their own problems and their own convictions and got to their own beliefs, their own way throughout experiences throughout their whole life. We don't yeah. give them that humanity. We was like, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. How are you so dumb and wrong? Even with people who you know, like mm-hmm. not just on pages or whatever, yeah. you know, that you're a part of, but people that you know, you're more apt to say something to them on their Facebook page, like something negative to them yeah. on their Facebook page, than you would to their face. Absolutely. And I've really had to start asking myself, if they were standing in front of me right now, would I, would I be willing to be this bold and say this to them? Right. Um, there have been countless numbers of times, even like this week, that I have responded to something that just riled me up and, you know, typed it all out and then just highlighted it all and deleted it once I was done. Yeah. Because I have that habit. I have that desire in me to fight. Yeah. And I know that I'm going to turn into a nasty person by the end of it if I let it go. Yeah. So... I usually can get that far and then come to my senses. Say, never mind. It's not important. I don't need to argue with this person. Yeah. I'll just snooze them for a couple of days. Isn't that the best thing It's a great ever. feature. Facebook, that's the best thing you ever created. Yep. All right. Number two, be yourself, as Josiah Williams would say. Be yourself. Be yourself. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's that's... That's the other side of what you were talking about is we, we see our friends always having this facade of a perfect life. Mm-hmm. Well, we need to be who we really are. We need to not put on this fake facade uh, ourselves as well. We have a responsibility to be honest, to mm-hmm. be truthful. It doesn't mean we got to air out our dirty, dirty laundry, but we also don't have to put on this fake uh, glamorous facade, right? Yeah. Right? Or... Another another definition of this, don't pretend to be somebody <laughs> that you are not. Don't yeah. copy, clone someone else's Facebook profile. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, is not hacking. Nobody hacked your account. All the stuff on your page is readily available. They just stole it. Isn't that catfishing? No. <laughs> Similar. That's when someone pretends to be someone they're not. Okay. In a, like, a dating situation. Okay. Like, you know, you put all these pictures of someone uh, else. You're still you talking. You're pretending to be you with your name. But then you show up. They show up. You meet in person the first time and you look nothing like your photo. That's a catfish. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Number three. Ignore what experts tell you. About using social media to build a platform. Instead, use social media to serve people. Um, give, me, give me an example. Give me a for instance. For instance. Like for churches. Okay. Uh, one of the posts that we try and post every now and then is a how can we pray for you this week situation instead of doing all advertisements for upcoming things and whatnot we we try to keep it to an 80 20 balance 20 percent advertisement 80 percent encouragement stuff you know what i mean that's cool yeah we don't always get that far but it's usually more 50 50 but that's what we try to do that's what we aim for um so that's one way you are building chain leak uh, necklaces or what are you doing over there you know i'm trying to figure out how i'm gonna sell these <laughs> paper bent up paper clips <laughs> bent up it's paper. art no it's art it is art every one of them unique like a snowflake all right <laughs> number four talk to people not at or about them i like that one yeah yeah, yeah. yep that that's seems a good explanatory number five don't follow or interact only with people who think as you do. Mm. Mm. That one's more difficult. It is more difficult. And I would say if you are strong in your faith and convictions, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I but can I, agree with that. I feel like it's a slippery slope. I can agree with that caveat. Quite, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Number six. 
Be mindful of the fact that believers will give an account to God for every idle word. Boom. Boom. That sounds like a threat. (laughs) (laughs) But But it's true. It is true. It is. And that's something we're all guilty of. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Goodness. There's nothing that makes me feel worse, though, than that truth alone. Because I tend to get a little, like, when I'm heated, when I'm frustrated, when I'm angry, when I feel wronged, I get mouthy. No. <laughs> Not yeah. you, Mo. Yeah. You're so... Genteel all the time. Yeah, meek. meek. That's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. Humble. It's really humble I am. Keep keep to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm very humble, thank you. (laughs) I'm the humblest person I know. Ugh. But meek, not so much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um you heard that Andy Sandberg song from that weird movie that I never saw? But it was called Humble. No. Pretty sure they performed it on The Voice uh, one night because Adam Levine was in it. Um, <laughs> it's all. I'm so humble on the top of the humble list. I'm the most humble list. <laughs> it's fantastic. Was it Kevin that said, if you have to say you're humble, then you're not humble? Right, yeah. I think, yeah. You're not allowed to say you're humble if you're humble. Yeah. You want to be humble, you can't say it. It's like it's like uh, you know people who save a child out of a burning building. You're not allowed to call yourself a hero. And right. That's what makes you a hero. Yeah. <laughs> Do you consider yourself a hero? No. 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 I would never. And that's what I'm, makes him a hero. I'm just an ordinary guy. <laughs> Brian Brian Regan's all talking about Captain Sullenberger, the guy who landed the plane on the Hudson. Uh huh. He's all. Uh, I think it should be okay if he says he's a hero. Well, do you think you're? You think you're a hero? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you see the footage of that plane coming in? Landed it, no fatalities. Hero, gonna get a cape. <laughs> Sully man. Anyway, Mo has made a paperclip uh, microphone accessory. Oh, microphone uh, dangle. All right. Back to our list of ways to make social media more Christian. Had to pause for a photo break there. Sorry. All right. uh, Number seven. Be known more for what you are. I'm sorry. (laughs) This is worded weird. Sorry. Be known more for what you are for than what or who you are against. Don't be one of them negative Nancys out there. Mm-hmm. Always complaining this. about junk. Be the person that's always raving about people and things and mm-hmm. whatnot. Yeah. yeah. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I, instead of constantly saying, this is a sin, this is a sin, this is a sin, you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing this. Instead, point have your post point back to Jesus. Yeah. Or even from a non-religious perspective, don't complain about everything all the time. Yeah. Don't use Facebook as your your uh, unfiltered sounding board. You know, talk about good things. Yeah. Share good stories. Yeah. Share about the people that made you smile that day. It's true. We have enough <laughs> negative news in the world. Why not? Yeah. There are some people. Some people that are. That's all they use Facebook for. Mm-hmm. Every day is another rant about someone or something. And scare tactics and... Can't do it, y'all. Can't do it. All right. Number eight is just a Bible verse. It's Philippians 2, 3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. I feel like that's another boom. Mic drop. (laughs) And then number nine, finally, be sure that the fruit of the spirit is identifiable and manifest in your social media interactions. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Oh, that last one, though. That's a hard one. It's a doozy. (laughs) I truly believe that's why it's the last, because God knew it would be hard. Right. But it is still... One of the fruits of the spirit. (laughs) 
All right, y'all. It is Throwback Thursday. We've got a lot more of that 95 to 05 Christian rock rap and what have you coming your way. When we come back, kiss dating hello again. Mm-hmm. Ew. Yes. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. This is, yeah, this microphone is pretty disgusting. I probably shouldn't <laughs> kiss it anymore. Gross. We'll be back. Morning show with Matt and Mo here on this third hour of our final day for the week. In the studio. In the studio. What, what? Uh, where was I going with this? I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by Please Don't Side Hug Me, the best of Back Row Baptists. It's like the internet, except better, because it also is technically reading a book. Make yourself look smarter and holier. Visit backrowradio.com. And click on our store or go to Amazon and search for Please Don't Side Hug Me. You will laugh until you puke. All right. <laughs> here's the news. Christians are divided on their views of a controversial ad campaign in Australia showing Jesus becoming an organ donor while nailed to the cross. Over 16,000 have signed an online petition in protest. The ad, published online on October 14th, by the Dying to Live organ donor campaign features two Roman soldiers speaking with Jesus about becoming an organ donor in Australia. The exchange ends with Christ agreeing to help others by donating his organs. Hmm. I feel like that's weird. Yeah. Just just a little bit. And that raises the question, like, you know, he he when he came back, when he resurrected, he still had the holes in his hand. Mm-hmm. So if he were to have been an organ donor, would he no longer have those organs? Could he manifest? I mean, I guess he could manifest more. He's God in the flesh, after all. Maybe the holes in the hands was sim- more symbolism than something that was necessary. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's a weird story. Yeah, I'm not. You're not comfortable even talking about it? I don't know. <laughs> It just opens up so many doors, like, for, of questions for me. Would the person who received an organ from Jesus live forever? Right. Very strange thing. Like, they're they're now, like, they have a part of Jesus inside of them. A but then that also part. makes me wonder, was organ, well, and obviously it wouldn't have been organ doning, but would that have been a thing back then? Like, would they have? No, they did wouldn't you, have. Did you say organ doning? <laughs> Donating. <laughs> you know what I mean. It's been a long week. <laughs> and no, Matt, I said organ donating. Jeez. You an organ donor? Yes. You I know, will be organ donating upon my death. <laughs> uh, for real. Like, yesterday you said so many things wrong. I did. And I just let it go. I didn't even say well, anything you know about it. That was your chance. Once again, <laughs> we see who the real friend is. Real, um, real friends stab you in the face, Mo. Would they have done that, though? Like, well, I don't think that they would have. I feel like they would have, in that time, in Jesus' time, I feel like they would have wanted the body to be complete and yeah. whole. Uh, it's it's a strange ad campaign. I, I see what they're doing. When yeah. They, I don't think they're trying to be sacrilegious or anything. I think they're trying to show basically that it's a compassionate thing. Right. To donate your organs. Um, yeah. Maybe just not the right. Maybe just not the right way to apply that. But anyway. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, Pastor Joshua Harris. This one's interesting. Author of the book, I Kissed Dating Goodbye, which has been a big thing for like 20 years, especially in like Baptist circles. 
has released a statement apologizing for his best-selling book and announcing that he will be discontinuing its publication. Wow. He said, I no longer agree with its central idea that dating should be avoided. Harris wrote in a lengthy message posted on his personal website. He said, I now think dating can be a healthy part of a person developing relationally and learning the qualities that matter most in a partner. Written in 1997... When Harris was just 20 years old and had not yet been in a dating relationship, I Kiss Dating Goodbye highlights the problems with contemporary recreational dating and presents biblical courtship, ooh, pardon me, courtship as an alternative. And he said, I didn't leave room for the idea that dating could be a healthy way of learning what you're looking for in a long-term relationship that it could be a part of growing personally. He said, I gave the impression that there was only one formula that would, that uh, you could follow. And if you followed that, you'd be happily married. God would bless you and you'd have a great sex life and marriage. Obviously the real world doesn't always work that way. Good for him. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I find this refreshing that number one, it's still a believer you know, it's not someone who's leaving the faith right. and thus denouncing something like Gunger or whoever else. Right. But it's someone who's taking responsibility for something they put out there and that was immensely popular and saying, you know what? I don't think it's right anymore. Mm-hmm. And pulling it from publication, meaning yeah. it will no longer be sold because it's still in Christian bookstores. You know, I still see it around. You know, in this, we've <clears throat> talked about this multiple times on the show with different topics, but... It just proves that because he was 20 when he wrote the book in 97. So that was, geez, almost 20 years ago. 21 years ago, yeah. Um, so he, oh yeah, 21 years ago. So he is really taking responsibility for over time, mm-hmm. your mindset changes. Yeah. Your beliefs may, may not necessarily change, but they just formulate differently. You know, and I feel like, We've talked about this multiple times. The people that we were 15 years ago is not the people that we are now. What we yeah. thought 15 years ago is not necessarily thoughts that we still have. And it'll be the same 15 years from now. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. Taking responsibility for what you used to believe and coming out with your new, uh, what you've learned over the years is something we don't do enough. Yeah. Um, but then again, at the same time, I kind of understand why some of us don't. Uh, the first the first hypocritical situation that came up to my mind was when uh, George W. Bush admitted that he had used uh, marijuana in college. Mm-hmm. And everyone was calling him a hypocrite because he was still trying to fight uh, legislation to legalize marijuana. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I made a mistake. I learned from that mistake. I don't want y'all to make that mistake, and I'm going to try and stop it. Yeah. It's not a hypocritical thing. It was a, that's what he, you know, his beliefs came from the mistakes that he made. Right. It would have been hypocritical hypocritical if he was actively. Right. I'm like, I can do this. None of y'all can do it. (laughs) I can because I'm the president. Right. That would have been (laughs) hypocritical, but yeah. Um, Oh, goodness. I'm curious what this, the, like the rest of the story, you know that whole Paul, Paul yeah. Harvey thing. Now you know the rest of the story, <laughs> and now you know. I'm curious the because rest of the story. he's like 41 now. Yeah. Does he have grown children? And one of his grown children didn't follow the steps of his book and dated, and he that is what has changed his mindset. Maybe it kind of opened up his eyes a little bit to be like, this is all theory. It's all make believe. It's just Mo reaching for a story here. I'm not saying this is what happened. I'm it's just possible. saying I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested too. I bet if you go to his website, you'll see his whole yeah. story. We just got a snippet of it here. All right. Next, the Irwin brothers are gearing up to take their movie enterprise to the next level by creating their own Christian version of companies like Pixar or Marvel to help unite inspiring filmmakers. Andy and John Irwin made Christian film history this year with their film I Can Only Imagine when it became a blockbuster hit grossing $83 million. It became the top grossing independent film of 2018 and the number one movie of all time for roadside attractions. 
The Alabama natives are capitalizing on their success. In a recent interview with the Baptist Press, John Irwin said the duo is now launching a new production company and a series of films that is backed by Hollywood. Hmm. So we're actually having a real large form production company that if all their movies are on par with I Can Only Imagine, will really change the face of Christian movies. That's really cool. Because I Can Only Imagine. Have you seen it? No. It is fantastic. Yeah. Really well made. I'm honestly, if I'm being honest, like and vulnerable, I'm feeling extremely convicted that I haven't seen it. Like as you're reading this, I'm like, you kind of suck. Like (laughs) you've seen all this other garbage on television. (laughs) Watching Hallmark movies every day. Actually, I haven't yet. You haven't haven't started. But watching The Haunting of Hill House (laughs) and Making a Murderer, (laughs) watching all kinds of Netflix originals. No, I was I was really like far and away better than almost all Christian movies I've seen. Really good. Now the main character, this was his first time acting. Uh, and that kind of shows in some of the scenes, Mm -hmm. but it's not like any of the other Christian movies where it's just clear that there's no chemistry here. It was really emotional. It was really well told. Um, and yeah, it got me, Hmm. got me in a couple places. It is a really good story. So if they can keep doing that, if they can keep pulling out stuff like that, we might have a chance, folks. We might have a chance of having a Christian movie genre that's on par with the Christian music genre that we have here on Back Row Radio. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Firefighters in California said a man house-sitting for his parents tried to use a blowtorch to kill some dangerous spiders and set the home on fire. Oh my god. Fresno Fire Department said the man who made the call escaped the house safely. He told firefighters that he found some black widow spiders in the house and had been trying to kill them with a blowtorch when he sparked the blaze. No injuries were reported from the fire, which damaged the second story of the home and the attic. My word. <laughs> These are just memes, people. When you see a spider, you don't really burn the house down. So, I lived... I lived in this makeshift garage apartment thing Mm -hmm. uh, that my pastor had that his family actually lived in while they were building their new house in front of it. And um, one day this giant moth got in, like the size of a bird. Okay. And it is flinging around this place, freaking me the junk out. So it finally lands on this beam and it's sitting there. And I take this giant can of bug spray and I go up there and I just lather it on him. Just trying to drown him in the stuff. And I still see his wings flapping. And so I get the little uh, red straw thing that you can put on there. Uh Pop it on there. Start blowing it out. And I light that sucker on fire. And so it's shooting out flames. And I burn that thing till it stopped moving. It's it's a wonder. It is nothing but a miracle that you didn't set Absolutely. it on fire. Absolutely. That stuff is so flammable. It really was. It could have just it could have exploded in my hand as well. <laughs> I mean, it could have it could have been a That's big, not the smartest thing you've ever done. No, it was a, one of the dumbest things I've ever done, but I was so terrified. I felt like I had no other option. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story of my brother and the spider that he the fake spider? Yes. That he put on your in laundry? In my laundry. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you didn't realize it was fake? No, it looked like a for real spider and I'm doing your laundry my laundry. all over the lawn? No, no. Well, yeah, I did end up throwing <laughs> the basket out into the front yard. But at, that was after spraying countless chemicals at right. it. Throwing it my cat moving. on top of it because she, you know, she kills bugs and she goes over to it and looks at it and kind of looks at me like, whatever, and walks <laughs> off and... I'm standing on my bed, like, trying to throw things at it to get it to die. (laughs) Finally, I just work up enough courage to grab the basket and throw it all in the front yard. (laughs) Yeah, my brother laughed for days over that. that. That's like the perfect reaction to that (laughs) joke. To just freak out. It won't even move. It's just staring at me. (laughs) Unrelenting. Right? Even the cat's afraid of it. (laughs) Meanwhile, your cat's like, oh, thanks for the trick, jerk. Right. Thought I had lunch. (laughs) 
I've only seen it from my point of view all these years. <laughs> now you realize you're the villain in the cat story. <laughs> Cat's out there telling his friends, you know what my owner did to me once? Fake spider. <laughs> she knows spider's my favorite. Get up there, it's fake. <laughs> Look straight in her eye. So she knows that I know what she did. <laughs> oh man <laughs> uh, alright hey it's uh, All Saints Day okay. and even though we're not Catholic uh, we're going to have some fun okay. with uh, going through some of these obscure saints oh, gosh. and what they're saints of uh, there's tons of patron saints you name it the church uh, probably has a saint for it uh, in honor of All Saints Day let's honor all the saints even if they're patrons of really absurd things <laughs> You never know when you might need them, assuming you're Catholic anyway. So, Mo, read so us that Matt. first one. Okay, is it Isidore? Saint Isidore? Isidore, I think. Isidore. Okay, and the saint of the internet? Yeah, patron saint of the internet. Okay, so Saint John Paul II appointed him to that because, let's be honest, the internet is a pretty scary place. <laughs> we got Saint Drogo. The patron saint of unattractive people. My saint. Uh, <laughs> looks aren't all that matters. Plus, he could buy locate. Okay, we also have Saint Polycarp of Smyrna, which saint of dysentery. <laughs> Polycarp <laughs> is so unique. Both his name and patronage. Thank you. Patronage that we still have a letter from him. From year 140 AD. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I've got dysentery. St. Cornelius, the patron saint of twitching. Oh, my goodness. He was beheaded with an axe, so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have St. Valentine, greeting card manufacturers. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) We have St. Adrian of Nicodemia, the patron saint of arms dealers. He used to persecute Christians, but then he converted. Alrighty then. I uh, don't know how to say this one. Saint Clotilde. 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 Okay. Clotilde. Clotilde. I don't know. All right. Uh, patron saint of disappointing children. As royalty, <laughs> his children fought endlessly and divided the kingdom. <laughs> All right. Saint Eligis. Eliguis. Eliguis. Eleguis. 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 E-L-I-G-I-U-S. Patron saint of gas station workers. He was the patron of all metalsmithing and horses, but then cars came. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Uh, Saint Hubert of Liege. He's the patron saint against... I think it's Ligy. Ligy? I think it is. Okay. I feel like it is. Either way, he is against rabies. Patron saint against rabies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 rare to hear patron saint against things, but that's there are several of them. We're gonna have. A few I more. was about to say, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rare, but not too rare. He's also associated with hunting. Uh, saint Friard is uh, patron saint against the fear of wasps. I need that saint as well. <laughs> a swarm of wasps went after his tormentors. So. Don't mess with him. <laughs> but is it fear or is it just respect? Like <laughs> respect of wasps. I am terrified of wasps. Really? We have, you know, that ring doorbell. The other day I was rewatching a video that was going on and a wasp flew right into the camera lens. And, you know, it's a fisheye lens, so it made it gigantic. And I dropped my phone. <laughs> I was terrified that it was popping out of my phone to come get me. That's hilarious. Um, St. Magnus, patron saint against caterpillars. They're not as pretty as butterflies, that's for sure. St. Barbara, patron saint of anything that goes boom. Fireworks, artillery, lightning, etc. Her father forced her to marry, but she refused, so he beheaded her. Soon after, he was struck by lightning and killed. Wow. Well, you know. Yeah. Uh, Saint Germain cousin. I'm sure it's cousin. <laughs> cousin. 
Germain Cousine, a patron saint again, or patron saint for girls from r- rural. I hate that rural. word. Rural areas. The rural juror. Because they're special. Saint <laughs> Patrick. Uh, he's a patron saint against abnormal fear of snakes. A fear of snakes is pretty normal, though. As is a fear of wasp. Uh, saint Columbanus. 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 Uh, patron saint for motorcyclists. He probably rode a Harley. <laughs> saint uh, Drows- Drowsnius. Drowsnius. Mm-hmm. He is the patron saint of invincible people. I'd like to meet someone who is invincible. <laughs> <laughs> but they got to have a saint. Right. So, um, St. Benedict of Nursia. Nursia? Nursia. Okay. Um, patron saint of spelunkers. <laughs> Yep, we we need patron saints of cool words like that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed that one of our uh, defining characteristics of our show is that we never prepare for words that we can't pronounce? Oh yeah, we just take running shots at them. If we miss, we take a few shots, and hopefully we get them. Here's I the hope thing. people find it endearing. I hope they do too. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I'm gonna be real honest. Matt writes the scripts, and I don't see the scripts until we record that day. And so I have no chance to prepare. Matt, however, has every chance to prepare. And I still don't. <laughs> I forgot half the stuff I wrote today. I mean, the least that you could do is, like, send me just a list of... Prepare for these words. Prepare for these words. These are the words you will be saying. Uh, St. Theodore of Sycheon, uh is a patron saint against rain and... Patron saint for rain. Huh. Classic, classic case of the Catholic both and. Both slash and. Huh. <clears throat> well then. Saint Malo. 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 That's, that's fun to say. Uh, patron saint for pig keepers. <laughs> Does that also make him patron of bacon? <laughs> saint Bibiana. Hey. Patron saint of hangovers. This is your saint, Mo. Oh, rude. Her na- <laughs> her name- I haven't been hungover in years. <laughs> her name comes from the Latin word that means to drink. Uh, moderation, folks. <laughs> That's right. Uh, saint Vitus. 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 Uh, patron saint of oversleeping. Every college kid should pray to this saint. <laughs> saint Vitus. It sounds so. Sounds like a villain. Like a comic villain. Sounds like he should be more powerful than just oversleeping. Right. The patron saint of oversleeping. Yeah, right? (laughs) Saint Arnold. Saint Arnold. Arnold. Uh, Patron saint of beer. He's my favorite. In tradition, some thirsty people prayed to him to give him what they lacked. A pot of beer appeared. (laughs) Hallelujah. Saint, is this... Genesis? 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 I don't know. Okay. Patron saint of clowns, movies, actors, plumbers, torture victims. Yikes. (laughs) Everybody that they didn't have a saint for, they just lumped into this one. Saint uh, Fiarxiri? I feel like I did a lot better with mine than that. Fiarxiri. Fiacray. 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 F-I-A-C-R-E. <laughs> the patron saint of taxi drivers and gardeners. Interesting combo. <laughs> uh, and the grand prize winner for patron saint of randomest things goes to... St. Catherine of Alexandria. Unmarried girls, apologists, potters, spinners, uh, archivists. Archivists. Archivists, dying people, educators... Girls, jurists, knife sharpeners, lawyers, librarians, libraries, maidens, mechanics, millers, hat makers, nurses, philosophers, preachers, scholars, school children, scribes, secretaries, spinsters, stenographers, students, tanners, theologians, University of Paris, uh, haberdashers, haberdashers, wheelwrights, Philippians, and Greece. No, Philippines Philippines and Greece. 
Ai, ai, ai. Ai. Jeez. <laughs> That's a lot of things. What have you done with your life lately, Matt? <laughs> That's one tired saint. That is a tired saint. <laughs> Poor Catherine of never Alexandria. Gets, never gets to sit down. Never gets to rest her little saintly feet. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's for all our Catholic friends out there. I'm sure uh, somewhere one of our Catholic friends was like rolling their eyes <laughs> massively at us. You didn't pronounce a single word right. You didn't get any of those names. It's Catherine of Alexandre. <laughs> <laughs> it's Saint Arnolid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Throwback Thursday. We are bringing you all kinds of classic Christian rock, rap, and what have you. Stick around. We'll be back in a little while to close out the show. in time for us to close out the show for the week. Uh, we got your Bible verse and thought for the day. Bible verse for the day is Ephesians 1.18. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Our thought for the day comes from Chuck Swindoll. Our goal in life should not be to get away from pain, but to learn the lessons pain can teach us. Good old Chucky Swins. <laughs> Uh, thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 and 7, uh, respectively. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed together into a podcast for you over on backrowradio.com or most places you find podcasts. Tune in tomorrow for You're My Friend and I Trust You with Donnie and Jordan as they kick off our weekend with Feel Good Friday, and we'll see you again on Monday. Also tune in for Chatterday morning this Saturday, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, uh, where you can hear amazing shows like Hear No Evil, the Free Play Podcast, and Not Another Baptist Podcast. You can find the schedule on BackRowRadio.com. And lastly, thanks to today's sponsor, please don't side hug me, the best of Backrow Baptist. Mo, what's the final word? I have no Catholic background. <laughs> You cannot sue me for not speaking correctly for those saints. <laughs> uh, I do have a Catholic background. <laughs> side note: I went to when I went to a Catholic church. No, it's side S- hug. Saint side Hel- hug. Saint Helena was the church that I went to. Saint Helena Catholic Church. Okay. And so Saint Helena, of course, was the saint that they had, and they had a uh, big wooden carved statue of her up in one side of the church here, and it looked like she was holding a crystal ball it was like this just an orb whatever it wasn't until like four years later they had to take it down to clean it or something that i saw it was an upturned skull <laughs> so we were seeing the dome of the skull and since it was so, so high right, up nobody right. could ever you see no the idea. face and i flipped out i would have too <laughs> i don't remember what saint helena is the saint of something dead saint helena Saint of something dead. Saint uh Saint Come on. Come on. It's the end. We need to know this quickly. What is she the saint of? Patron Saint of Hey Mo. What's your favorite saint? Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. <laughs> <laughs> wrong. That's so wrong. Uh, how is it so hard to find the, what she's a patron saint of? My favorite saint is St. Patrick. Duh. Yeah, there's St. Helena. St. Patrick? Uh-huh. What was his favorite color? Green. Wrong. It was blue. Was it blue? Uh huh. Okay. You know where the green comes from, though, right? Um, the four-leaf clover. No, Ireland. 
in general is incredibly green and the main color of their flag is green. But is it also blue? No. It's green and orange. Oh, green, sorry. white, orange. It was their navy, or no, their, their army that wore blue. Matt, these else. people are so ready for us to end our day. What? Are we still going? <laughs> I never found what St. Helena was a favorite state of. <laughs> That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye. <laughs>